Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. We don't like these people on the shows. We believe the best way to expose them is to hold them up to a harsh light, point our index fingers in their general direction and mock them mercilessly, take them down a peg or two until they cease to exist in any other form than the shit on our shoes. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and today we run an index finger all the way to letter Q and take a look at what that bunch of misfits have been up to. And we'll ask the question, do Australians have the right to be pilled morons? Spoiler alert! No, they don't. We don't have rights. So meanwhile, we peer into the telescope, into the RDA universe, and ask, has Monica Smith committed treason? Eh, maybe. Light treason, probably. Mm, to quote Louise Mensch, we are pro-life and take no pleasure in reporting this. But we will have the pleasure of amusing and entertaining you in equal measure with your beloved segments, which Black Bill Fuckwit said that, and the week in Pete Evans. And Jack has a very poignant and unsettling famous last words this week. Yeah. He promised he wouldn't cry. Let's see if he can get there. Mm. And we're going to get to it all now because time is already running away. We have our backstage past patron, Sandy, with us today, and she's watching the clock with an eyebrow raised and left arm cocked and ready to dole out a slapping should we waste any more time. Fair, she's fair. Been watching our very, uh, <laughs> she's been watching our every <laughs> inept move in putting the program together today. She has. It's a bit like walking naked into a church, but we welcome her anyway. Yep, that's what you do. You walk naked in the church and you piss in the holy water. <laughs> so without further ado, Ooh. it's time for the Conditioner Release Program's weekly news. I neither confirm or deny that I've ever done that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you yeah. have. I put berries in the holy water once at the Central Road Church. That's, that's, that's <sighs> minor shit. I never piss in it, man. That's a bit too much. That's awful. Yeah, that's that Daniel Jones awful. shit. And now for the liberals solving issues that don't exist but might benefit them in the polls, which they're probably going to need, trusting news poll. Mm. Let's look at improving electoral security. Uh, uh, actually, no, just kidding. I mean implementing voter suppression in Australia just like in the USA, where it's worked so fucking well. This doesn't work well there. Look, Joe, a bill is due to go before the parliament in the last week of sitting for the federal parliamentary year that could have a big impact on election results. Please don't. The bill, if it goes through the Senate, would see voters going down memory lane when they tried to buy a carton of green demons at the ripe old age of 18 (laughs) having to fumble around finding their driver's licence or some other proof-of-age document before the bottle-o-waller would fork over the booze. I had my passport when I did that. But this is going to happen at a polling booth, creating yeah. delays. And it's not just if you look like you may not be 18. It's going to be for everyone, creating delays and extending the already long lines at polling booths on election we day. don't need this. It's more than inconvenience. It, it seems entirely unnecessary, given there is no example of widespread voter fraud in our elections. Exactly. We have a simple method. You walk up to the Electoral Commission employee, state your name, they go through the roll, and when that is found, you confirm your current address, grab your ballot papers, and away you go. They just put a pencil through it. It's simple. Simple. Yeah. The bill comes from the minds, if we can call them that, <laughs> of Pauline Hanson and her tiny partner in fine in the Senate, Malcolm Roberts. So small. Hanson proudly acknowledged her role in getting the bill up and Roberts himself tried to get a similar bill through the Senate some years ago. Uh. It is redolent in that it smells of bullshit of US voter suppression tactics employed more often than not in America's southern states. The worst ones. Yeah, now all states in the US have their own voting rules. On the west coast of the US, for example, voter registration is automatic. 
just like it is here. When you turn 18, you go on the roll and, and uh, at your last known address. Yeah. But in the South, many states make it as difficult as possible to register to vote and then again make it difficult at polling booths uh, for people to cast their votes in order to deter them, often minorities, from turning up at all. Yeah, they they wait like six hours in the fucking snow and shit. It's terrible. Oh, it's ridiculous stuff. And, of course, they didn't have any of this in 2020. Because it was yeah. all done by mail, you know. They still did have some long queues, but but uh, they had the uh, huge voter turnout, engagement in democracy and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff, and which turns out is very, very wrong. You know, yeah, for it's the real Republicans, bad for the anyway. Republicans, exactly. Oh, this oh. is not the kind of democracy I want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, it can be as simple as demanding proof of identity. Uh, this is voter suppression if you want to talk about it. Uh, in real terms in the South, just as simple as demanding proof of identity, something which people who have encountered problems with bureaucracies and government agencies in the past, uh, past. people are reluctant to do that. If you've had really, really bad experiences with government agencies, the fact that you might be called in to hand over your license and have some clerk look at it and then look at you and then look yeah, at it exactly. and then look at you again. Everyone's got a warrant out for their arrest in the US. You go on a Greyhound and everyone on the bus has a warrant for their arrest. It's fucking <laughs> madness. And it's like a parking fine from 1989 and they've just yeah. been running from it ever since. It's, yeah, It's look, a broken, broken system. So so this this actually does deter a lot of people from, from voting and, and in an electoral system where voting is not or where voting is voluntary, it can really affect the results. Yeah. In Australia, our system is mandatory or compulsory. <clears throat> but this bill allows for an interim vote to be cast until the identity of the voter can be confirmed. You know, it's just extra work. Yeah. It's, it's just all absolutely unnecessary. You don't. Votes uncounted on the night and then the next day and the following day and so forth. Now, the bill needs the support of just one other senator to get it through the Senate. Labor really? and the Greens oppose it. The Coalition supports it, as do Fonz Couple. But in a case to be careful what you wish for, I just wonder it might not bounce back on Fon, whose voters, <laughs> as we all know, are not the sharpest tools in the shed. You know That's what so I mean, Joe? Yeah, they're all paranoid fucking I've got my license. Or, you know, I'm- like, oh. Look, well, my, my, my government-issued tracking card, I'm not bringing that anywhere. Yeah, It's exactly microchipped. Right. I mean, oh. let's face it, they're walking into this. I don't want anyone to find out about my double secret family in Queensland. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so there's going to be – it might just sort of really bounce back on them. But the yeah, real outrage must be reserved for Roberts, who insists that vaccine certificates – this is his position – turn up at a polling booth and you must have voter ID, but – Vaccine certificates, yeah. passports or whatever we want to yeah. call them, having to show them to prove vaccination status is, according to Malcolm, an unjustified infringement on civil liberties. While having to show proof of ID, show your papers, as Monica Smith would have it, is perfectly fine. Yeah, good point. Good and point. this is what Roberts had to say about vaccine certificates just two weeks ago while supporting compulsory proof of ID at ballot boxes. You might think the government has gone quiet about their proposed vaccine passports, blah, blah, blah. That's the government proposal to say that you can't travel, go between states, maybe even go to the pub unless you've been vaccinated. Which 95% of people have been or will be. Bless. And you carry something to prove you have been. Whatever they call it, it's the, still the same tool of dictatorship. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry, Malcolm, <laughs> but you've got to turn up to a fucking polling booth with proof of ID at the same time. Show me your papers. Yeah. He goes on with his fucking bullshit. It doesn't belong in Australia. Oh, really, thanks. it is a vaccine prison. What? Indeed. It means that unless you are vaccinated, you will have your rights taken away from you, rights to travel interstate, rights eventually to interact with society and community. That's coercion. Informed consent, which is absolutely essential to any medical procedure, not a doctor, not a doctor, <laughs> is not possible where there's coercion. To be clear, I absolutely oppose any form of vaccination passport or vaccination certificate. Congratulations. A vaccine passport, a vaccine certificate, a vaccine prison is just another way to make a vaccine mandatory by coercion and the idea should be tossed in the bin forever. Oh, like his the, identification. Just yeah, but... When it comes to an election, uh, hypocrisy, thy name is we, Malcolm Roberts, champion of civil liberties on one hand and vicious overlord of the deep state on the other, just as it suits him. Other news that has, in my opinion, been done to death, but oh my God, so many of you tagged or sent this to me. I just had to cover it because let's face it. I said, well, I will, I guess. I mean, you guys are clearly interested in this. The fucking QAnon JFK Jr. thing. So basically, since the last Q drop on December 8th, we've seen the QAnon movement just simply morph into that MAGA movement thing. It was never going to go away as such. And it's pretty easy for them to disavow the whole thing because Q basically told them to, as there's no Q, there's no Anons, and there's no QAnon. You know, it's pretty basic. But the MAGA movement is still littered with Q merch and Q adjacent themes. Where we go, one, we go all. It's that familiar battle cry, which is either because they're really attached to it, and it's kind of catchy, or they just don't mm. want to buy new merch. I don't really know which one it is. <laughs> I reckon that's a fair economic decision. Those flags, yeah, they look they're expensive. Getting hit up for it or for new ones all the time. Just constantly having to go with the latest craze. I mean, the Trump ones are pretty safe, but then you got to put, you got to take Pence out because yeah. he's now traitorous. It's fucking, it's really hard to keep no, up no. with. Imagine wearing your Trump Pence T-shirt out and everyone's like, oh, but, but Pence is evil. And they calendarize it. So so it's always Trump 2020 and you can't do that. It's now it's yeah. 2021 and it's going to be like, 2024 and what are we going to do in the midterms? They print those grand final T-shirts where like one team wins, the other team wins, <laughs> and they end up giving the other team's ones to Uganda. But they have to have them printed on the day because they're going to sell a shitload at the MCG. It's like it's fucking the way it goes. So the whole non-existent QAnon has hit the headlines again with a bunch of Trump-loving military fetishists going to a place where JFK was assassinated to await the triumphant return of JFK Jr., the son of President JFK, a young, attractive, political hopeful who died in a plane crash in 1999. Very sad. Mm. Despite the fact that JFK Jr. was a fucking Democrat, yes, he, he was. was meant to be Trump's <laughs> running partner in 2024. It's a Democrat family. I don't know how they co-opted this. Just, I know. Just, it's just I, bad. Just, uh. So now the goalposts have shifted and Trump will step down apparently, and JFK Jr. will become president. Now, this isn't stepping down. This is stepping up. Q-pilled former General Michael Flynn will, of course, be his vice president because, I mean, that's fun. And Trump, (laughs) he's, as I said, stepping up to become one of the seven new kings, most likely (laughs) the king of kings. King of kings. Well, that's Jesus, isn't it? Is he going to replace Jesus? Yeah, so Trump is basically the second coming. Yeah, he's the second coming of Christ. He's Jesus. He's a greasy, sleazy, real estate fuckhead, and he's apparently the son of God. Imagine that. Like, well, I mean, it wasn't, wasn't, if, wasn't if Jesus was going to come back as a carpenter again. Jesus was so lovely. Now he's got a sleazy real estate agent. Yeah. Uh, imagine okay, Trump with the sense. hookers. He's just like, oh, I'll keep your secret if you fuck me. Like, just piss off. So- 
despite the close links to God, not only did JFK Jr. not show up, surprise, no. surprise, no. but it also rained heavily, yes, which, did, you know, you'd think that like at least God would do you a solid on that one, which would have been a massive treat for those Old Testament types who think it's like a test and they're like, trust me more, God, I will stick out this rain. <laughs> but most um, people just shuffle back it. to their accommodation, you know, started thinking up new excuses to shift the goalposts. Just, you know, oh, I wonder what's 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 on the buffet tonight. I mean, fuck it, whatever. So 2021 Karma on Twitter, who is a great person worth following, found one clever cookie who suggested that his no-show was due to working on a different calendar oh. using something called a Julian calendar instead of the usual Gregorian calendar. Yes, we've had the I Gregorian for a Julian. That was, the, that was the Roman calendar. Apparently, yeah, something to do with Caesar. I looked it up on Wikipedia. It was boring as fuck. I don't know, but like, how resourceful are these people? I'm like, you've got to give them that. I mean, they're so resourceful that even at the rally itself, there were claims that Robin Williams and Kobe Bryant were there. I don't know. Just were like, there? I thought just, they were, I thought they were going to turn up, but again, were no shows. Also, Michael Jackson. I heard people saw them. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson's coming up because basically, and this was reported in Rolling Stone, and Rolling Stone's been doing really great work on this. If you see anything yes. about this and Rolling Stone, it's like it's the good shit. This just captures the imagination. So Vincent Fusker isn't JFK Jr., as many would believe, but it's actually Keith Richards. That makes sense. Kind of checks out. Kind of. It makes more sense than Fusker. Fusker's that little fucking weird guy (laughs) with all that facial hair. Yeah. You know, it just is a weird fucking dude. So they had to make something up after he didn't appear on November 2nd, and that's what they came up with. But the thing is, of course, they can't just settle on something that sounds kind of good. I'm I'm down with the Keith Richards thing, you know, maybe JFK Jr. Yeah, slipped incredible. right in. But then it turns out that Michael Jackson is Mick Jagger. Wait, what? Yeah. What? Why would you put that pepper on this steak? You already had a nice rump fillet and you just had to put Michael Jackson into it. What was the point? Oh, look, I, I just want to interrupt, but the, the Stones were actually in Dallas on the dark. Yes. They're, they're touring, uh, touring the States at the moment. Sounds Charlie, of course. But um, yeah, so Matt, maybe that's where that fixation came from. It came from fucking desperation. Any, these people hate being wrong. It just makes them so sad. It, 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 any, any discussion about Michael Jackson's rather obvious connections with pedophilia? Yeah, well, we've let him off that one. Is yeah. it Macaulay Culkin's fault? Too flat. seductive. Just too seductive. I don't know. Is that... Is, am I going to get in trouble for that? It doesn't matter. So it's this kind of dopey shit that was even too fucking wild for Q. I mean, Q is pretty out there, but not this out there. And while it's easy for the media to claim this is all QAnon, it's way more Q adjacent because the alignment with QAnon and JFK Jr. is a strained one at best because oh, Q didn't make these claims. And when asked in December by some Anon on like 8chan or some shit, in 2018, if JFK Jr. was alive... Q simply said no. Q Niet. doesn't want this shit. Like, Niet. it totally Niet. discredits his claim to be Q, the fancy fucking pants, whatever. Mm. So, despite this unambiguous statement, it morphed out of this weird web of Q influences, Liz Crokin and all those sort of dickheads, and became deeply entrenched in the QAnon followers who didn't actually look at Q drops. No one went on fucking 8 Coon or 8 Chan because it's uh. a creepy cesspool full of fucking child porn. But they took their cues from influencers, bakers on YouTube and all that sort of shit when YouTube was, you know, hey, why not talk about this cool new thing? And the people that cooked up these ideas based on these sort of clues, otherwise known as crumbs, they call themselves bakers. These are the guys who would deliver this bullshit to the masses. So they just threw in their own little editorial there. I mean, look, you know, it, it sells. So one of the funniest aspects of all this shit is the constant bizarre presence of this guy named Vincent Fusker, who vaguely claims he is in fact JFK. Look him up. Yeah, they do not look alike 
at all. But people believe this and it's perplexing. Like apparently it's plastic surgery, but why would you go from being <laughs> this like hot young lawyer to being whatever the fuck Fusker is? He's just, is, is, he, is he gone into, is he gone to an LA yeah. <laughs> uh, plastic surgeon and said, ugly me up. Yeah, just fuck me up. Just ruin my life. I mean, it's I could do that for you, Vincent. You don't need surgery. No. You come around to my house, I'll do it for you. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, you've been on the streets for way too long, son. Anyway, look, I like the fact that Vincent Fusca, out of all of this, at least got some purpose from this. You know, like sometimes you see these people step up and you see them as being the kind of person who's going to be like, well, he was such a nice neighbor, but he shot 23 people. Whereas now Vince has got a fan club. He sells merchandise and shit. He's got a purpose. Like I appreciate that. So this isn't the first time that JFK Jr. is meant to come back from the dead and out of hiding because, of course, he was hiding in Pennsylvania to join Trump's dream ticket. Yeah, of course he was. Yeah, he's had a bit of the Elvis about him, hasn't he, JFK Jr.? It, he it, there's does. Always been a bit, there have been sightings here and there and so forth. Look, they, exactly. they actually collected his body yeah, he's uh, and dead. that of his wife and Very his wife's dead. sister out, out of uh, out of the Atlantic Ocean in in the wreck of, uh, of the light aircraft that he was flying. Oh, yeah. um, he's incredible. So his body dead. was found and he's been buried and all that sort of stuff. But he's still bit. got some of the Elvises about him. They see him here, they see him there, you know. Mm. It's fucking bizarre. So in 2018, it was actually believed that JFK Jr. was Q and had faked his death. And the reason why it was being targeted by the deep state. So, you know, the body was found, it was all staged, whatever, whatever. And this was his outlet, you know, this frustrated young politician who knows so many secrets but needs to somehow let them out. Like, none of that makes any fucking sense. There's various vague references to JFK. And, of course, the the amplification from Q influences resulted in this weird culty belief that we see today. But for all the cloak and dagger bullshit of Q and the cult, and the influencers, and all the wild claims, it just ends up being a bunch of fucking bored idiots coming from across the country on greyhounds and planes to stay in three-star hotels to witness a political spectacle that gives them a sense of meaning and purpose in their lives. It gives them some sort of weird hope. I don't even know what the hope is for. It's a fucking Democrat. It doesn't like Trump. (laughs) Yeah, fuck. Don't get bogged into the details. The American dream used to be fairly simple. You went to work, you bought a house, you had kids, and you said, wow, when cool new shit came out. Like a TV. Oh, my God, look, it's a moving picture. Wow. Personal computer. Oh, my God, you can type and the words come up. We went to the fucking moon. Like, what a world. But now we've got the internet and a bunch of bored, semi-employed, entitled white porn addicts are just living off generational wealth, doing nothing with their lives, investing in fucking crypto, and just making these random workarounds to what used to actually be a thriving economy that once made stuff and had an actual community. And now it's all telegram groups and fucking 4chan circle jerks. The entire thing is fuck, Jack. Just throw it it in the bin. Just throw them in. It is getting yep. harder and harder to say with a straight face, at least the Chinese aren't in charge. I just, yeah. I'm finding it harder and harder. They wouldn't stand for it, let me tell you. They would not stand for this, for better or worse. I'll do anything for you. And today's conditional release program is proudly brought to you by the Dead Kennedys. Not the band, <laughs> but the actual Dead Kennedys. Both. The good news is there's more than enough of them to go around. There's Jack and Bobby and Grandpa Joe with all these organised crime connections. <laughs> there's Rosemary, who had a frontal lobotomy, which is nowhere near as nice as having a bottle in front of me. Uh, Don't expect too much by way of vibrant com- conversation from Rosemary. Lobotomy there's a young, front. vibrant kick. What? And oh, that's uh, Jack and Bobby's uh, sister. She died in a plane crash uh, off kick? the coast of the UK just around wartime, World War II Jeez. time. 
An old mother rose who lived in the lived to the grand old age of 104, just so she could see almost all her children and grandchildren oh. die horribly. <laughs> That's fucking dark. Jack Jr. might turn up if he's not working a shift at the Hyannisport 7-Eleven. Yeah. Even Mary Jo Kopetny might pop her head out of the water to say a quick hello. Ooh. But wouldn't it be like a nice hello? It'd be like one of those bitchy, yeah, hi. Bound not to be hi. happy. Yeah. Bound not to be happy. And meanwhile, vicious anti-vaxxer Bobby Kennedy Jr. remains tragically alive. Oh. But we're hoping the old Kennedy curse kicks in any day now. Fingers crossed, listeners. He doesn't seem healthy. How did a family dripping in wealth and privilege encounter so much grief and bad luck? Was it cursed from the grave by dead Chicago mob boss Sam Giancana? No Did idea. dead Nikita Khrushchev pull out the Ouija board and send them all to sudden fiery deaths? Hey. Was that dead J. Edgar Hoover working around the grousy knoll in a black cocktail dress? I can see it. One thing's for sure. If you're strolling around the Kennedy complex in Hyannisport and you suddenly shout out, bang, <laughs> a handful of Kennedys still in the vertical will shit their pants right there and then. <laughs> Remember, listeners, if it's death you're after, if you long for the sweet embrace of eternal sleep, no one's as dead as a dead Kennedy. I think one of the first things it says within the Constitution is all laws within all... within. And if you're successful in today's which black billed fuckwit said that, Joel, you'll be gifted a Manlisha Cassano 6.5mm Italian rifle with one in the barrel and Ooh. five in the clip. Nice. Got to get up to the top floor of the Texas School Book Depository and just bloody well get on with it. Got a job to do, you got to do it well. That's right. The gun itself was purchased by mail order by Lee Harvey Oswald for 1995. Fuck, that's yeah, cheap. It takes me back. Scope not included. Uh, you'll need that. Oh, fuck jump. yeah. You think scoop. I could plink that from that far? <laughs> In today's money, that's maybe 300 solves. So no expense spared with our prizes this week. Yeah. Oh, uh, and if you do see Jack Ruby coming your way, try and duck. He's quite rude. I've heard he's got tip. no yeah. bedside He'll demeanor at, at all. He'll come at you. Not nice. Now, question one. Uh, this comes from long-time listener Dave, who oh, took the yeah. trouble to provide me with the multiple choice possible answers. Now, I don't insist on this from listeners, but it was wonderful of him to do it all the same. Thank you, Dave. Well done. Good lad. Here's the quote. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this moment. I come against any lies of the enemy, any fear, and bind it in the name of Jesus. Oh, God. Your name is above it all. The name of Jesus is above it all. Blah, blah, blah. We cast out any demonic activity... It's you and me, Joe. That would try to steal our peace today or steal our joy. We welcome your presence today, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ. So basically, someone took a whole bunch of Xanax and just shat that out of their <laughs> just mouths. Been, really just been handling Calm it down, the Benzos chain. Given that New Testament a workout. Now, was that? The always devout and soon-to-be-bankrupt Lynn Wood in a touching display of affection for the former president. <laughs> I reckon that's fucking it, to yeah, be honest. It could be Lynn Wood who has mistaken Jesus for the big Don. Yeah. Uh, or was it newly minted New South Wales Premier and tip of the Opus Dei spear, Father Dom Perrottet, opening today's proceedings in the New South Wales Parliament with an updated take on the traditional Lord's Prayer. What, was he, like, riffing it like DJ Perrottet? <laughs> Just don't. Was it serial godbother or Justin 
Bieber. Bieber. I think it's a Bieber, is it? I, I think you should take pride in the fact that you're two generation X to know how to pronounce Bieber. <laughs> just just run care. with it. Just run I with it. I care so little about you're this. Winning. You are winning. Serial God botherer Justin Bieber leading a prayer circle with the increasingly disturbed man with a messiah complex and no eyebrows, Kanye West, and alleged, in inverted yeah, commas, alleged. violent <laughs> sexual abuser, honorary priest of the Church of Satan and all-round run-of-the-mill weirdo Marilyn Manson. Or was it Florentine cultist and religious crank who tried to turn back the Renaissance by instituting a reign of terror until the good people of Florence had had enough persecution, hitched him up to the pies, and according to those present, got a real good burn out of the guy, the guy being Girolamo Savonarola. You've got to choose the ones a high oil content, and they, they go up nicely. <laughs> yeah, oh, he burnt, he burnt for a couple of days. I'm going for Lynn Wood. Give me Lynn. No, no, Don't. no. It's Justin Bieber. Bieber. Oh, fuck off. Really? He's gone bananas. Really? And he was, in fact, with Kanye West. Oh, that's right. Violent sexual abuser. Allegedly, Marilyn Manson. Who's on his little redemption tour. Yeah, that's yeah, right. It's such a terrible, oh, terrible shit. thing. Got that. Yes, there are videos and all sorts of stories about this. They really are very, very fucking nutty, these people. Uh, Kanye West, God. I mean, he is actually certifiable, I think. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. But I do find great shame in the fact that those two fucking blowhards are trying to tie their career to that ridiculous runaway train. Anyway, mm. good luck to him. Good fucking luck to him. I wish them all well, the best. Well, this is not looking good for your uh, capacity to assassinate a president uh, in on, on the streets of Dallas. But we'll give you another go. Look, if you shoot enough bullets, eventually one will stick. Here's, here's quite two. If you take the shot, and uh, I must explain that that's, the shot is a reference to an ordinary influenza vaccine. Boring. If you take the shot, you will suffer counterfeit immortality. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> you will suffer counterfeit immortality and be cast into a lake of fire. God is watching you. God is. God is that's always watching. Well, was it? Perfect teeth, nice smell, a class act all the way, Jehovah, Yah, or simply the one true God? Or was it he's loud and proud, God, brother, a flat earther and anti-vaxxer, now as dead as a Kennedy, Eric Skyber? No idea who that is. Let's keep going. Or was it he's worth a billion in prizes with his torture film, just GTO, wears a uniform, Ooh. all on a government loan? Yeah. Kenneth Copeland. Remember him, Joe? How's he getting on these days? Yeah, well done. That was a very good little, yeah. Or was it was it Borgia Pope who died on the job? He came and he went, Pope Alexander VI. I'm going with Kenneth Copeland because he's a real piece of shit. Oh. Oh, no, you're going terribly today. It was actually a flat-out dude, Eric Skiba. Who the fuck is that? Uh, look, he's a, he's, he was the he's a prominent... He's a godfather flat-earther. A prominent link between, I guess, the Pentecostal movement and the Flat Earth movement. Oh, God. And, and a prominent anti vaxxer right? as well. And He's guess dead. what? Guess what killed him, Joe? Oh, make my day. Make my day. COVID, COVID complications. <laughs> he should have really turned up in Famous Last Words. He's a lot funnier than the thing I've got to read in a few well, minutes. Well, look. Let's face it, we can always do it next week if we want a gimme. Let's, let's, uh, if nothing else is funny or weird or sad. Well, it looks like uh, your days are being a patsy for, for a uh, complicated scheme to assassinate a president. I just, the uh, thing is, I don't actually want to kill JFK. Happen. 
I just want to be remembered. And if this is my path to mm. having, uh, you know, 15 minutes of fame, eh, fuck it, so be it. All right. Got okay. to crack some skulls well, to make some fame. Get this right, and who knows? You, you, you might be up for that job. I reckon this I can plink very, it. very, very short quote, so I'll, uh, I'll rip into it now. Quote is, I'm definitely not going to jail. Oh, the, the, I, that, that should be famous last words. I mean, fuck was it hell. Was it 37th POTUS? He's not a crook and he done nothing wrong except for all those crimes he committed who did not go to jail, Richard yeah, Dixon? Yeah. Was it QAnon shaman? Now no longer associated with the death cult, but still a shaman negotiating the terms of his plea deal who has not gone to jail, not yet anyway, Jake Angeli. Was it reignite democracy folk hero negotiating the conditions of her bail while eyeing a fortune in crowdfunding who did a gruelling 22-day stretch, just like Jesus would have if he was a plague rat, Monica Smith? Or was it, in fact, Texas real estate agent who filmed her assault on the Capitol building after arriving in D.C. on a private jet who is currently yeah. in jail, Jenna Ryan? Well, I think I might know this one, and I think it might be Jenna. Ah, well done. Hey. Good to see you hit a bit of form late in the piece there. Yes, it was, in fact, Jenna Ryan. You can tell how little time I spent on Telegram mainstream media this week because I've just been fucking so swamped with shit. I just like, love the quote because she's actually, she's coming out in front of the media and goes, I'm definitely not going to jail. And the judge said, you know what? I've got a different view. And Senator 60 Days. she got yeah, 60, 60 Days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wealthy real estate agent. God, I hate real estate agents with a passion anyway. <laughs> and she just looks like she'd be one of the worst ones ever. I'm pretty sure she was Bold trying to get blonde. people to sell their houses at the insurrection. If I remember correctly, she was pitching her services and giving her business card out in the fucking crowd. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember correctly, but well, I believe let, me, let me get a quote. You know, if you if you want a list, I can get you a quote. Now, <laughs> um, now we ask listeners to send us an email if they've come across something really, really stupid said by Black Bill Fuckwits. We want your input, listeners. If you've recently come across something posted that is so odd, so bizarre, that it can only be appreciated by the criminally stupid, drop us a line marked at Jack's attention and for his eyes only. And the email address is the condition release program at gmail.com. And this is not rigged at all, so bury that shit. Write yep. some text because I get the emails too. So don't put that in the subject line. Don't fuck me here. He will so, cheat if you allow him to. <laughs> I, honestly, I, we won't even give you the stubby holder. So we will send you a stubby holder if you do us a favor and some assorted TCRP tatter I find on my desk. If you make our lives easier and just send us a quote we can use on the show, send him a quote, not me. I don't, I don't want to say Yeah, that. it's got to be to me. And uh, we remind listeners also that the Conditional Release Program Stubby Holder is the only stubby holder clinically proven to keep drinks cold. And that study has been peer-reviewed now and will be published in Lancet in March with an apology and a complete retraction and criminal charges pending for all involved coming in April. I'm resigning from the board because, <laughs> let's face it, the Conditional Release Program Stubby Holder, it is made in Australia, but uh, it's not that good. <laughs> So good friend of the podcast, Monica Smith, has started a campaign to pressure Australia into doing what she wants, when she wants, because she wants it from overseas governments. Yeah. Just great. Ron DeSantis will us. do this. Fucking asshole. So in a video that could only be described as a bit dramatic, Monica speaks to camera over black and white footage she almost certainly didn't buy the rights to. 
apparently it was edited by Ruction. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe. There were no credits. <laughs> it just feels like maybe he paid a mate to do it anyway. You know, look, I'll give you I'll give you 50%, bro. Have you fucking seen that guy filming? He just runs around without even using a stabilizer. Yeah. He's like a low you to try. Well, he's not a cinematographer, John. He really fucking isn't. So there's all these Australian voiceovers saying what she thinks Australia is and therefore objectively is because if mm. we don't go along mm. with it, Monica will have a tantrum and make the Russians put sanctions on us and we'll never eat fucking caviar again. So Monica already pulled the trigger on. It was one of the biggest tantrums of all time. The most impressive I'll tell dad moment I've ever seen as she makes up a bunch of hair brain restrictions that aren't even a thing anymore. But Americans will believe it an instant and that we basically need to have sanctions put on the government by international yeah. bodies to stop economic e- Economic pressure, job. Fuck that economic pressure means that we literally suffer Didn't as say sanctions co- economic pressure oh come on it's it's two sides of the same coin <laughs> piss off monica i mean well, it's the first thing i saw i thought of sanctions are the first thing i thought of yeah just casually. economic pressure I mean, uh, I don't know what we sell to Florida, but we're not selling it to them for much fucking longer. And look. Look, she, she, she seems to, I will say, she has mastered the art of when she speaks, it, it feels like she's about to burst into tears. Yeah. And, and this is an old Pauline Hanson routine yeah. too. She it's always trembles. Those, oh. Pauline Hanson always trembles her voice. Yeah. 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 Always be the biggest bully in the room and the biggest victim in the room at the same time. At the same time. Maintain the rage. So, Monica, honestly, you need need to calm this down because this feels a little bit like light treason just little light bit. treason yeah just you know who are we talking to here the russians the chinese who are you talking to, mate? Who are we talking who, to here? Who are you talking to, Monica? Who are you talking to? <laughs> so she says speech isn't free while speaking publicly on the fucking internet. She claims protesting is illegal, despite the dumb fuck <laughs> gathering the other day from Melbourne Cup, where cops just sat around and watched cookers just wandering around. Why aren't you shooting me? Mate, there's no lockdown anymore. In the back. Why you know, aren't these people being shot in the back? Exactly. You're not, you're, like, you're allowed to protest. It's not rocket science. There was a lockdown. Now there's not. But that takes away all the fun, right? The only fun is when you're fighting with the scary well, this stormtroopers. Well, this is why the, the, the Australian protests have ended, because there are no lockdowns anymore. There's no lockdowns. Not on this side of the border anyway. So fucking, you know, go to Western Australia and maybe have a protest there. I don't even know what the rules are anymore. They're, but they're not locked down either. That's the, That's the thing. There are no like lockdowns just, in Australia at the moment. There are There is controls on, on how many people can gather and where, and that might affect the protest. And don't take the piss, but yeah. When was the last time we saw a gathering of climate but, protesters that wasn't sc- like Skullcrack Central from Vicpol? Yeah. Piss off. But this is why she's changed tack, of course. And it's really just a publicity stunt. But it's oh, just, totally. she's talking to Xi Jinping and, and, ridiculous. And, and Putin saying, can you come and help us out, please? We've got a bit of a problem here with the police. You know, as Tom Tannica says, it's all about the spectacle. So, like, this might be the trigger for this bizarre move she's made. The lack of police enforcement, not the overreach of the police. That was great for content. But now the lack of police enforcement. There's no Shot arrests. I can just imagine Morgan Jonas just throwing himself at cops with his GoPro <laughs> strapped to his chest and the police just being like, Oi, bro, can you not? Like, what are you doing? Go and sit down. Like, eat a sandwich. Just, like, what's your problem? Arrest me! Arrest me, you pigs! What? Mm. No, just 
fuck off. So she claims in the video that, quote, police shoot protesters in the back while they run away, as you said. Mm. That's a little bit ambiguous. I mean, that sounds a lot more like 17-year-olds in the USA than actually our police. Yeah. Nobody's shooting anyone, Monica. Did you even care to mention they're not even rubber bullets? They're like little fucking pepper projectiles or some shit. We did clarify that through the programs earlier on when these uh, anti-lockdown protests were underway. They, they just need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> they're considered they're a non-lethal form. It's like a like a beanbag. Yeah, it comes out like it's, it's like that wall. It's filler, not fun, you know that expanding wall filler, uh, and that's kind of what it is. <laughs> yeah. but you know, look, basically the police are shooting people, and let's go with that. So mm. she also goes on to claim that children are committing suicide due yeah. to the dictatorship in Australia. And I'm sorry, Monica, get fucked. Yet again, you're co-opting suicide, youth suicide of all things, to serve your own shitty purposes. Because <laughs> crossing a line like that is just a day that ends in why for Monica. Oh, just another day in the office, just taking the piss out of human tragedy for my own fucking political gain. So look, you know, just the entire thing can get fucked. You can also see exactly who paid for this. With the whole fucking name dropping of Craig Kelly, where they claim he's oppressed and defamed. Piss off. That clown is in parliament and he walks among us as a folk here on the movement. He's not oppressed. He's just fine. Monica, (laughs) I think you need to look up the word oppressed in a dictionary because it's not fucking working for you. And she gives herself a hero's nod as well, claiming activists are arrested as her arrest footage is played in the background. Which activist could it be? It's her. And of course, she's the hero we all need and deserve because bowel conditions are for losers and she's just here to protect us from, I don't know, something? No, oh, look, there's, there's something else, child, too. I mean, if you look at that video again, Anthony Califf gets a mention. Ooh, uh, I don't a, remember that. Uh, a polit- sort of political prisoner who's been That's locked very up, funny. locked away. What did you get convicted of again, Monica? It included basically lying to the police or creating... Sort of false, uh, false scenario for police to to investigate. Essentially, yeah. sort of wasting police time. And he was convicted of that. He pleaded guilty to the it. The thing is, compulsive liars like compulsive liars. You know, he pleaded guilty for a very good reason. He was going to be on remand. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what his reason was, but he pleaded guilty to it, and that's what he's convicted of. He did, and rightly, bloody sorry, because he's guilty as fucking sin. But so, got the uh, list. so here's a list that Monica made up, and here's just a, it's a quote. These are some of the rights that have been stolen or attacked. For starters, the right to have a political party. No, Ooh. Monica, you didn't file the paperwork because you're too fucking lazy and you stole a bunch of people's money. Thank you. Done with that one. The right to peacefully protest, which you did the other day and the cops just let you do it because there's no lockdowns. Fuck me. Then, the right to work without being subject to coercion. Wow. You had to fucking wordsmith that. For an illiterate, I'll give you points, but that is embarrassing wordplay. The right... What? Okay, yeah, and let's face it. The right to work without being subject coercion, actually, we are coerced into work all the time. It's called capitalism. You're a big fan. Just note that down. The right to operate a business, uh, yeah, a lot of businesses were fine. You're coerced to turn up on time. You're coerced to perform to a certain standard. I mean, I'm not personally, but everyone else is, and I feel for you. I feel for all of you. Yes. So the right to make personal medical choices, which doesn't make any sense at all. That's just a gibberish sentence. And the right to medical privacy, which is complete bullshit because nothing nothing about medical privacy is saying I was immunized or I wasn't. Basically, when you say, oh, by the way, I'm on a bunch of lithium and fucking, uh, you know, like SSRIs, Mm -hmm. that's medical privacy and we'll protect that to the very end. But your little fucking precious right to say that you're a plague rat, nah, 
not included. The right for all persons, irrespective of their health or vaccination status, to be considered equal? You just made that up. You just made that up and no one wants to hear it. Except for your fucking ridiculous flock of sheep who eat up anything you fucking say. And then you've got the right to freely express political dissent. Yeah, motherfucker, you can. It's not an issue, as long as you don't call a MPA child rapist or anything that's actually defamatory you have an implied right to political expression in the fucking constitution it's one of the very few rights you actually have and you should fucking enjoy it and you do you enjoy it a lot maybe way too much she she has an innate right to freely express she's got it she's got the right to political communication political it's it's just ridiculous and then the right to assemble which is like okay what how many people do you want it's a fucking pandemic and then the right to socialize like what does that even mean what does that even fucking mean Oh, Monica, you just hurt my head. She just, she just wants to. She and her playground Max want to go and have a drink in the pub, Joe. I thought you'd be able to figure that out. I mean, everyone who's sitting around, the 90, the 90-odd percent of us who are vaccinated, standing around in the pub, the, the, we want to see Monica walk into the place with fucking disease, like a cloud around them. People it's like, like Monica and, with her, the flies. and her anti-vax mates. I mean, yeah, this is ask, ask Australians what they want, Monica. Yeah, because... Let's face it, Australians have expressed exactly what they want. They want to get vaccinated, they want to get on with their fucking lives because you're in a minority and you're losing your own battle. And now that you've realised the entire country thinks you're a fucking joke, you're stuck with a few hundred mates, very, very loud ones, but ones that couldn't swing a fucking toilet seat in an election and you're fucked. Now you need more clout and how far is Clive's money going to go anyway? Mm. Mate, now you've got to start appealing to international friends. And let's face it, this means Steve Bannon. To infect our politics with big money from deep right-wing pockets from around the world, and also for governments to apply political and economic pressure on Australia? Do you even know what that fucking means? I thought you liked the farmers, you fucking dope. <laughs> The Aussie Cossack, which we mentioned extensively in Australia's Fallen episode, is encouraging sanctions on Australia, but at least he openly admits that he's an operative from Russia. I mean, he claims that... Monica Monica's sending out the big SOS. I mean, who who else is going to win? Do you think the United States is going to... Are they going to do sort of Candace Owens, US Marines amphibious landing at Circular Quay? Maybe not. I mean... But the Ruskies. (laughs) The Russians? Yeah. They might take advantage of this. And let's face it, the Russians have an insider, which is... The fucking Aussie Cossack, who was speaking very openly on Alex Jones about the idea of putting sanctions on Australia. He's an operative from Russia, and Monica Smith is fucking supporting his cause. You can't write this shit in a film. It is so embarrassingly complicit in something that is genuinely designed to sabotage our country, and this fucking clown is out there making stirring emotional videos to make herself into some sort of Patsy for a fucking geopolitical play. Oh, she just she became a she just became a cartoon today. She Amazing. she really did just become a cartoon. I just can't even fucking see it. I mean, look, is it treason? That is the question. It's probably not. But I don't think holding <laughs> no, the Australian treason. government ransom to her demands is exactly the Aussie spirit she keeps talking about the Anzacs dying yeah. for. Well. I mean, it means fuck all to her because she'll say this in one breath and her narcissistic piss moments. She'll just wax lyrical about pain patriotism in the next because none of it means anything to her she'll piss on the shrine and ask for cash with the other hand that's not busy i mean 
fucking hell. Her flock of sheep will just lap it up. So she's staging this so-called worldwide protest with Australia excluded, probably because of bail conditions. Mate, you can kind of protest now. It is legal again. It's not like actually against the health officers things, mm. but look. Well, there, there are various exclusions as to, as I said before, various exclusions as to how many people can assemble. There'll be a few. Place, but generally it's pretty open. And if you're going to call for act. open fucking war on Australia diplomatically, you may as well go the extra way and have a meeting for it in fucking Federation Square. Yes, so this isn't a protest. This is the thing. They have lost. They have this lost. Is, this is a concession of defeat. This is a death throw. Yeah. And it's a fucking indeed. embarrassing one. Yeah. This, not a protest, but is a protest, is scheduled for the 4th of December. Australia excluded. Yep. Can't, can't, can't go. No, We're going to no, tell no. any Americans to get on board with this to not very politely fuck That's off. not because law enforcement exclude them, by the way. That's Monica no. saying, no, 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 no one from Australia is to have a protest. You can, <laughs> but everyone overseas can. We need to let the Yanks take care of this for us, like everything else in our lives. So they'll go rally around Starbucks with some shitty signs in New York City, post about it ad nauseum on Twitter and Facebook, but we just don't fucking care. We're pretty happy. It's kind of great here. Mind your fucking business, guys. And the best part of this, and the worst part of this, is they are appealing to foreign governments to take people as asylum That's, seekers from yeah. Australia. Take unvaccinated people as Just get asylum rid of them. seekers. Take please. them. Please. Please. Send, send boats. Send, send, send a fucking fair star. I want to see them gone. I want you to show me one fucking person that takes up this offer. The only person who's bailed from Australia recently is Max Egan, and I'm absolutely sure there's a good reason for it. That guy is sketchy as fuck. So here is a great quote from Jason Miles, a GAP Senate candidate I didn't know existed until yeah. this came out of his fucking fingers. Well, his fingers. party may not exist before the next election. That's still to be sorted, but yes, yes go that, on, Joe. That is, he is on notice, isn't he? Oh, Rod, do your paperwork, no, Under review, mate. I believe, is the right term. Do your paperwork. So here's the quote. I spoke with a first-generation Iraqi female today who is trying to flee Australia back to Iraq. The boats we once turned away are now being sought to get out of here. Do you see? Do you see that really good thing? 36,000 Aussies fled Victoria overseas in the last 12 months. 36,000 Aussies fled Australia. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding? It's absolute bullshit. What a clown. Absolute bullshit. I mean, that is to say, you know, to insinuate that they rejected Australian citizenship and took off to Tanzania. Um, yeah, look, uh, the first thing I'd say about wanting to go back to Iraq is not a very not a very safe place. A vaccination rates there below 10%. And one imagine... <laughs> they won't help that. Yeah, well, they're certainly going to drop that down a bit, aren't they? This uh, yeah. Iraqi female, uh, she's going to drop that down a little bit more. But you would also say public health system-wise... Hmm, yeah, it's not great. Probably yeah, not how great. many ventilators have you got? Uh, yeah, it's real... Um, look, it, it's just there probably won't be very many and the public health system there is not going to be great. It's not great. And he goes on to say, whatever your views on the needle, something inherently is telling you things are just not right. We're at the divide, Australia, and not just between the people. Yeah. We are on the precipice of losing our beautiful nation to the UN, WEF, WHO, and the elites and any fucking yeah, acronyms. Sort of it's combined. always the elites. And corporates that are doing all yeah. they can to control it. Corporate elites or elite corporates? Um, it's it's, it's not clear, but yeah. Two sides of the same You're coin. always got to be the elites in there. Please, WEF, please what's, what's, stand what's up. W, what's a WEF? Oh, the World Economic Forum is a massive thing. That's behind the Great Reset, oh, Clash Schwab. Oh, yeah, the whole sorry, bit. sorry, sorry. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, they want us to eat less meat so the developing world can, like, I don't know, live past 35. Please. 
Please stand up. All Australians, it is time to say no more. No more. Christ, what is wrong with these people? And like, okay, he's a Senate candidate for no one. He's going to get like 0.01% of the vote. Well, but it just if he's allowed to run. Well, yeah, who knows? I mean, look, one of the things to show the genius caliber of the people who are watching this unfold and following these fuckwits, here's a comment on that Facebook post itself. This is from Mark. Quote, this isn't Australia. We've been hijacked by Pol Pot or similar. Yeah, yeah. What? Because all what? of that's happened, hasn't it? You know, yeah. I, I, the, the, what? The, the huh? uh, state-run mass murder. Uh, yeah. Persecution Not, of people based on class. Neither of us wear glasses, so I guess we got away with it, right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, what pretend, a fucking... I, I pretended I was a taxi driver. Yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I was painting a wall at the time. Yeah, Fuck be, off, Mark, be mo- idiot. There'll be a movie out shortly, you know, so, my experiences. This one here is great. This is another casual post that Monica put out today. She just said, and this I is- I saw this. Uh, this, is, this needs to be yelled. It's time to decide. Well, it's all in caps. Where is your line? What is your breaking point? What are you willing to die for? Decide today. Decide today. I want, I want an answer today. It will set you free. You will be fearless. You will be unstoppable. Wow. She's what really the, in the motivation thing, isn't she? Fuck is that? That is terrorist language. This is the last thing you say before someone blows themselves up in a fucking playground. How, like, how much longer can we actually let this happen? The question is not how much longer we can let this happen and what is your breaking point to random peeled idiots on Telegram. Vic Pol, what is your fucking breaking point? How many members are you going to allow to be taken out by lunatics before you put an end to this? I can't, I can't imagine how anything in that ridiculous poem of death can go well. Well, yes. Uh, and look... The issue of mandatory vaccination in South Australia is heating up in the most extraordinary of places among frontline health workers, Joel. Not a good place. Not David Timothy Pembo reported in The Australian on Wednesday. The countdown is on for almost 400 anti-vaxxer SA 400? Okay. One an ICU nurse and talented female footballer with the Adelaide Crows AFLW team who <laughs> they have face a sack within weeks if they continue to refuse COVID jabs. Uh, South Australian Health Minister says, Stephen Way told the Australian these would there would be no budging from the edict that every one of SA's SA Health's forty six thousand clinical and non clinical staff must have had their first jab and booked their second in order to keep working. Fair. And the next challenge for the state will be to implement the same rule for its police force, <clears throat> with an estimated just an estimated ten percent of police reluctant to comply with Commissioner Grant Stephen's edict. That's Police Commissioner, SA Police Commissioner, uh, Grant Stevens' edict that they must have had their first jab by November 15. That's actually a bit late too, you know. Mm. But anyway, they're giving a lot of slack. It's the rule for it. SA Health staff came into effect on Monday, November 1, but 391, as we said, of them have not shown up for work using annual leave in the hope that they can somehow convince SA Health they deserve an exemption on conscientious objection grounds. Good luck with that. Mm. Uh, Pembo went on to say, all right, one of the 391 workers is Adelaide Crows AFLW Premiership player Denny Van Hagen, an ICU and anaesthetics nurse at Flinders Medical Centre who attended a CBD Freedom Rally (laughs) in Adelaide on Tuesday holding a placard reading coercion. Is not consent. It's not, though. It's not, eh? Yeah, fair. It's not, eh? Nah. No. Nah. Anyway, so she's an anaesthetics nurse, an ICU nurse. Just, she described yeah, the COVID vaccines bad. as, quote, experimental and trial vaccines, unquote. 
and mm. said she knew of many other nurses and public servants who were, quote, terrified, unquote, of being vaccinated. We're all terrified. We love working. And once they finish attacking us, they're attacking police and, and they're just going to keep attacking different fields of work, which isn't right. Come at me. Come everyone, at me, you motherfuckers. Everyone should have the right to choose what enters their body and where there is risk, there should be choice. All right, let's have a fucking look at all that. Let's unpack the logic on this. <laughs> Jesus, I really don't know where to begin with these people. Oh, Clearly dude, a frontline health worker, a worker in ICU, should understand the horrific disaster, the mayhem and catastrophe she could cause in an ICU if she presents at an ICU unvaccinated and infectious, where, being unvaxxed, she is more infectious, infectious and for longer. Mm-hmm. And she babbles about rights. Let's take a look at that. Let's look at a hypothetical. And we won't even need to go to the ICU. Let's take a copper who refuses to vax. Are we expected to believe this copper can continue to perform general duties while unvaxxed? That he might attend an aged care home on a, let's say, an investigation of a break and enter at the place, wanders into the facility and despite everyone in it being vaccinated, kills a slayer of people with pre-existing medical conditions because of his rights? His freedom. Where are the residents' rights, Joel? Their basic human right to live. Where are their rights? Preach. And apparently they don't have any. Just Mm -hmm. pop over there and die. And worse... These rights are considered to be secondary to that of a pilled lunatic who, as a copper, believes everything he reads on Facebook. Absolutely. What him in my police force. Or we can veer out of the hyper- hypothetical and into the real because what we have in Melbourne and Sydney right now is vaccinated people waiting longer and longer for elective surgery. Absolutely. And that's because our public health systems are being choked by unvaccinated people falling Fuck ill rinse. with COVID-19. You might think elective surgery is for hip replacements and ingrown toenails, but that's not true. Every surgical procedure outside emergency surgeries from car accidents, et cetera, from outside of car accidents, et cetera, are elective. They are classified as such. And for cardiac and cancer surgeries, for example, even organ transplants, people are put on wait lists that in New South Wales, and I know this from personal experience, run about 30 days in the most urgent of cases. Yeah, you do. Now, those people, all vaxxed and all waiting, are having to wait longer because our unvaxxed friends are taking up beds and resources. And that means at a minimum, the people waiting longer are more likely to undergo more complicated surgery with longer recovery times, longer in ICU, longer in hospital, with the risk of death increasing for every day they wait. They might wait so long that their cancers, operable in the first instance, metastasize and kill them. And where are their rights? Where are their basic rights to live, to be allowed to be treated and go on and live their lives? I've got to say, Joe, there's no intrinsic right to be a fucking idiot in this country. That's where these anti-vax clowns get it all wrong. Must say, Jack, what I can say is it sucks to follow that because that was a really, really good spray. Well said. Well said. Well, look, I'm going to bring you to lawsuit news, but... Uh, that 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 touched me. That was good. That was that was that. I felt that. I felt that right in the bones. It's not just the craft beer talking. All right. So in lawsuit news, <laughs> the paramedic case between Larter and Hazard is well underway, and the plaintiff oh, yeah. John Larter 
paramedic for 25 years or 15 or some shit. It's a while. And bizarrely, the deputy mayor for the Liberals in Tumut. Oh, wonder how that works out. And clearly a man with political aspirations in New South Wales politics mm. is probably making the most reasonable case so far. I fucking hate saying this because I thought this was going to be really funny. There's no ivermectin. There's no bizarre attempts to say the vaccine doesn't work. And there was a fairly wild effort to say that COVID actually isn't that bad because Ebola and previous SARS viruses are more deadly. They're not mm. as contagious. It's completely different. They didn't turn into pandemics. They were contained in their agents. But look, I, it was never going to be a respectable case. Just less ridiculous than the other it's, one. It's just a little bit less ridiculous. Less than, ridiculous. You know, the most bizarre of claims. But exactly. still, it, it turns on the same piece of law. Oh, they're never going to be able to make a case without making some fucking ridiculous claims. But without having Marcus Clark and Dr. Jason Harkis, how the fuck? Anyway, I shouldn't say anything. Let's not be defamatory. It's just not a bunch of pill gibberish. Hoping the judge suddenly becomes awake or some shit. Oh my God, maybe it is a new world order. It's basically saying, well, the vaccination program has gone so well. What's a few playgrounds? I mean, come on, man. Like, just give them desk jobs. Like, they're, they're valuable. He's, he's clever. Like, please. Oh. It's not fair. It's Come on, be nice. Be nice to them. And I'm never going to say this is a good argument, but it's a less ridiculous one. The bit where he's trying to convince the court that COVID-19 is not a big deal is just bizarre. Like, this guy is just an alternate fucking reality. And I must say, I pause and watch this and think, is this what court is really like? Like, I can just walk up to the thing and just be like, um, so I'm just going to talk to you about something. It might be bullshit, but I'll leave that up to you if you decide. You can just figure that out. Maybe you can Google it. I'm just going to say it anyway, see what happens. So, while the courtroom isn't the usual fast that we've come to get used to, Lada's Facebook page is another story. Our faithful researchers, one of them is in the Zencaster chat right now, sent us this banger of a Facebook post from Mr. Lada. I need your help with little megaphone emojis next to it. New South Wales Health and Brad Hazard have made it very clear during our legal proceedings they will try and bully and scare me into settling this case with threats of massive legal fees. Don't worry, you can afford them. You've got a massive GoFundMe. My legal team have advised me, have they? That I'm going to need another $50,000 at least to fight this to the end. Casual 50. I'd ask all of my loyal supporters to dig deep and help out in this very important issue. And this isn't an isolated thing. Lada has been doing dramatic videos every day with appeals for money. Mm. If you ever wondered whether this was a grift, wonder no longer. He needed $200,000. He begged for it. He got it. And what did he do? He just upped the goal to 300K. Nothing fucking changed. Brad Hazard's not hassling him. His legal team's not being bullied. This is the most basic bread and butter nonsense court that's going absolutely to schedule and totally to plan. But he just wanted an extra 100K. So he asked for it and now he gets it. He makes his appeals for more money because it's always about more money. And this is the thing. When they get it, they're just emboldened to keep asking for more. And while you may as well just set the money on fire, I hate to say this is possibly the smartest case so far. Even so, it's not what the cookers want. They want to scream freedom while the judge describes how the vaccines are pointless and a tool of the new world order. They want Kerry Chant to cry on the stand and beg for forgiveness. What they got is a barrister basically saying, oh, bro, like, actually, the vaccination program has really worked. Maybe just, like, let him not get it and, like, do some, like, phone work. Like, it's a piecework argument and a pointless case. Oh, sorry, no, 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 it isn't pointless. There's around 300,000 reasons why this is going to turn out to be a really good idea. 
So on top of the desperate appeals for money, he makes these videos that are clearly political posturing. The entire thing just fucking stinks for a run for a seat in the New South Wales government, which he... I don't know, maybe he'll get it. But the thing is, the yeah. New South Wales Liberals are so much less pilled than the Victorians. Yeah, way before the Libs. <laughs> who knows? I mean, he's a, he's, he's a Liberal candidate for the Deputy Mayor, so who knows? He's, got, he, he's in the party. He's already in the party. He's probably stacking that branch right now. So speaking of Victoria, which he doesn't live in, Harding v. Sutton, formerly Setna v. Sutton, with the two education workers who mounted that bizarre challenge to the vaccine mandate, They've had another hearing about their case, and this one is the usual shit. Anti-vaxxers are the experts being called upon. The government's like, oh, yeah, not sure if they're an epidemiologist. Maybe they're a bit more into gastro. And the angle is just to say shit like, I've made them work, vaccines don't, vaccines bad. And that dream team of Marcus Clark and Dr. Harkis have already pissed off the judge by asking her to recuse herself due to her associate with the Andrews government based on some human rights legislation that happened a long time ago and they're relying on, and a hissy fit about scheduling. Oh, but you didn't make us earlier and we're so sad. The case is a fucking joke and honestly, it would be a lot more funny if it was the first time around. But this is like the nine hundredth lawsuit i'm not going to go into detail on this because it's just boring at this point but a much funnier case is the one that was brought against dan andrews for misprision of treason is that it misprision misprision yeah misprision that sounds much more convincing i've only seen this word i've been like how do you say that so yep dan's been served and it actually got past the register which makes me fucking cry and laugh at the same time this case is actually going to be heard in some way shape or form which just baffles me i really hope this is live streamed some dingus named some dingus named ben shaw on facebook posted a little teaser of the 237 pages of utter shit he delivered to dan andrew's office on wednesday at 1 p.m around the same time around 2 p.m as a suspicious package was sent to the same (laughs) office which established a crime scene and saw pedestrians rerouted from the area just casually young ben kind of shit himself but came back with the confidence to claim the suspicious package was not him he just gave him a bunch of papers and just imagine being dan at that point like you just see the situation playing out just go you know what i'm out let Sutton deal with this let someone else deal with this that that's some wreck guy can fucking do this i just don't care i'm out But all the delivery drama aside, logistics are fascinating, but let's move on. This is happening. This is actually a thing. And according to the documents, and I use the word documents fucking broadly here, Dan is being charged with this misprision of treason at common law. And you've got to love that at common law (laughs) kicker, which is basically saying, yeah, this one isn't really in the Crimes Act. We're just going to give it a crack. Like mm, just mm. come along, mate. Look, there's there's a few cases from 1886 that really detail what we're trying yeah, to say. Very soft seat. Very soft seat. I should explain to uh, to listeners. Uh, misprision is a sort of archaic legal term. Oh, until very recently, it was on the Victorian books. Uh, misprision is the uh, knowing, being being aware of certain offences occurring and doing nothing to stop them. So what they're actually alleging here is not that Dan is, has, has committed treason, but he knows of some treason mm. somewhere and hasn't done anything about it. Yeah, the whole story is actually fucked and I have no idea how it works. It's something about Western Australia and their governor and a law Sob-sit. and something else. It's mm. sobsit nonsense for sure. Mm. If you check out Oslo on Reddit, they've got a, a thread on there. I... It's hard to keep up with, and I'll be here for another half an hour if I tried. Yeah. Basically, 
most criminal proceedings are enacted by the Crown, otherwise known as the cops. They do all the footwork. The public prosecutor takes a cost. They sit there and say, you're naughty. The accused says, no, I'm not. And they go through the motions. But you can also bring private prosecutions with your own legal team. That's a thing. But it's got to get past the register to get on the books. And I am saying this in fucking disbelief. Apparently, this got past the register. And it's going to be heard on the 17th of December this year. I just have no idea what to expect from this. It's like a magistrate's court. Oh, it'll be just thrown straight out. You'd think so. It's just going to be just thrown straight out. I just hope it's live stream because nothing good can come from this. This is very silly. We put famous last words together, not to mock those unvaxxed people who died of COVID, but to point out the lies anti-vax activists spread and how harmful harmful they are. Yes, on occasions when some of those activists have fallen to a spicy cough and turned their toes up, we have taken the piss on the basis that these people have done more harm to others in their communities until the big finger of ironic death pointed their way. But we bear no malice towards people who have been pilled into shunning a vaccination that could have saved their lives. These are unspeakably sad situations, <clears throat> and there is none sadder than this. Indeed, I've got a bit teary reading about it, and I'm a bit teary now. Now, Virginia couple Kevin and Misty Mitchum were high school sweethearts who married 20-odd years ago. Kevin, 48, and Misty, 46, were not influencers. They were influenced not to take a COVID vaccination. They died two weeks apart. Misty died of COVID complications on September 28 and her husband on October 8. Kevin was the first to fall ill, developing a a cough and testing positive for COVID. Misty, who was a diabetic, fell into severe illness a week later. She was intubated on September 22 with her kidneys giving out and died the following day. On the day of her death... Her husband, Kevin, was hospitalised. They'd leave behind five children. The eldest boy is 17. They have a 14-year-old daughter and 11-year-old twins. Kevin has an adult daughter from a previous relationship. She's 22 and has a two-year-old daughter. And from all reports, they were good people. Kevin was a mechanic working on heavy vehicles, outdoorsy and fit. And after his death, his brother Mike said... He never smoked, never drank, didn't do drugs, didn't have diabetes, wasn't overweight, was a heavy equipment operator, did a lot of highway work. He worked every day. He was always working, always outside, always doing something very active. My brother was healthy. He was still pretty much young and he had everything to live for, the brother Mike said. He had five kids and a grandson and now all of them have lost him. It's hard on my parents. They're 73. And my mum said, your kids are not supposed to die before you. It's against the rules, you know. It's not in the rule book at all. Mike went on. I knew how deadly COVID could be, so I went to my brother and asked him to please get vaccinated. His response to me was to show different memes and stuff that he found on Facebook. He believed that all that to be, he believed all that to be gospel truth, and I could not change his mind. The heartbreaking part was, while Kevin was in the hospital, he asked the medical staff to give him the shot. They had to tell him it was too late. So in other words, Kevin's last words 
Who do ask to be vaccinated? That's fucked up. The couple's four younger children were relocated to South Carolina to live with an aunt and uncle following their parents' deaths. And as of Monday, the GoFundMe page established for the children has raised almost 22000 Which is nothing. Nothing like Monica money. It won't be enough. And, and really no sum will ever be enough. No, absolutely not. It's not a grift. That's not a grift. And so this couple, Kevin and Misty, got pilled by a sustained propaganda campaign, a meme-filled pack of lies by people who have blood on their hands. These were preventable deaths. And now 20 to 30 people, maybe more, their extended families and friends have had their lives upended, the children sent off in trauma and grief to uncertain futures. It's fucking heartbreaking. Anti-vax activists truly are the worst people in the world. Just the fucking worst. God damn it. I think we need to pick on Pete now. Yes, it has been another huge week in Pete Evans with property portfolio Pete snapping up another piece of prime real estate in what the media are calling his Byron Bay Holdings. Now, I wish I had holdings. Would you like to buy a shiny lamp, Jack, to help my holdings? <laughs> then you would have, if I if I bought you a Hold shiny me. lamp, uh, if I did buy your shiny lamp, Joel, then you would have holdings. I would like to have holdings. But the plot, the plot's worth a paltry 1.75 million. Eh, 1.75 million between friends. What's that? Let's face it. We kind of thought he didn't have that. We kind of wanted him not to have that. But we forget that Pete Evans has made a fuckload of money. And after kicking out his mum, he made $6 million selling off his Malabar properties and some Bondi shit. The dude's fucking loaded. And that's why he continues to confidently hate the poors. Yes. You can't hate the poors without money. I mean, that's they'll right. just resent you, can't you for be it. be a poor and hate the poor. Yeah. Exactly. That's just, just self-loathing. It's just sad. So, of course, the place is absolutely nowhere near fucking Byron Bay. But in Birrell Creek, which is a place I admit I had to Google and make sure it wasn't near Byron Bay, but apparently it's right next to another property they own. And you know what that means? It's time to start a cult. Could be. Could cult be. Time. Could be cult, cult time. time. Oh, yeah. So described as ultra-private, which is pretty yeah, important for a death cult, yeah. the sustainable house grows various fruits like pomelos and shit and 72 hectares of fucking gorgeous land. I'm not going to lie. The guy might be an asshole, but he lives in some nice parts of the world. It's like, it's full of assholes, but it's a gorgeous part. There's solar panels and all sorts of renewable shit, which let's face it, has nothing to do reducing emissions or your footprint in the world. He doesn't believe in man-made climate change. It's just the kind of place that will be nice to live in when the reptiles take over or whatever weird apocalyptic fetish Dave O'Neill has been prophesizing to him in the surf, you know, going out for a paddle, talking about the end of times, like just a casual day in these fuckhead's calendar but in the meantime it looks like most of the media is going soft on poor old pete and honestly has he had enough already i don't actually know maybe he has maybe he hasn't he thinks the holocaust didn't happen it was actually an elaborate stump perpetrated by the jews to steal israel and maintain power in the financial sector and generally levers of power across the world but he's not that bad of a guy you can't hold this against him so the last time pete brought a property which is apparently news and i know this is ironic I mean, considering the fact that we're like covering it ourselves, we've got like we've got blood on our hands. But this is a part of the chart of our podcast. We've started doing Pete. We've got to keep doing Pete. But the guys at news.com.au reported it as, and this is the earlier property transaction in March. Mm. Disgraced celebrity chef, conspiracy theorist, and potential future senator. Yeah. Potentials doing a lot of heavy lifting in that sentence. Pete Evans has made good on his plan to establish a healing retreat 
in quotation marks, clearly mocking the concept in Byron Bay, adding a sprawling tourist retreat in the region's hinterland to his property portfolio. Now, Mm. disgrace is strong, Mm. but then we move on to news.com.au now. They've chucked their kid gloves on, and this property purchase is former celebrity chef Pete Evans and his wife Nicola Robinson have expanded their Byron Bay hinterland holdings. Former celebrity. Does that mean Mm. the heat on Pete is wearing off? I mean... I don't know. The Daily Mail knows how to really put the boot in. And I rarely sing the praises of one of the more vicious publications in Australia, but I love it when they really sink the slipper into Pete Evans. <laughs> this is what they came up with. Shamed former celebrity <laughs> chef Pete Evans and his wife, Nicola Robertson, who's just his wife again, are expanding their Byron Bay holdings with a new purchase worth $1.75 million. Are you fucking serious? Shamed? That's all you've got? He wasn't shamed. He was disgraced. I mean, fuck me. This is the kind of rag, the Daily Mail, that would call Greta Thunberg a slut for having a boyfriend. <laughs> shamed? Are you serious? Get fucked. Is there a redemption story in the wings of Pete? That's what's, that, this, this has given me awful vibes. If the headlines are any indicator, maybe society's ready to forgive the MAGA hat-wearing fuckwit and let bygones be bygones. And let's face it, he's a cult leader in the making. He's put his money where his mouth is. He's bought a bunch of properties where people can take Kool-Aid and keel over. And a soft profile will really help lure in the punters. But let's hope not. Because it's going to be so much harder to pick on him if the media decides he's their darling again. What are we going to do? Replace the weakened Pete Evans with the weakened Ron Watkins? We can't publish that. The entire <laughs> thing is these like wanking sounds. It's not. It's not healthy. We can't do that. That's it that's like a lot of porn. Right? Nothing about that is healthy. And in the meantime, or oh, funny. In the meantime, I'm going to keep a solid eye on Pete's profile because once you put on the uniform, it's hard to take off. But mm. let's face it, Aussies love a saved soul, and this little fucker might slip his way through a redemption story onto your TV just yet. Yeah, everyone loves a comeback. No. And you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you've enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five-star review on your podcast app. We would love that. Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with AK. We set up a Facebook page. You can find it easily. There's a shitposting group. Just type in Conditional Release Program shitposting. I mean, what else are you going to find? It's... <laughs> Quite unique. Promoting a podcast is easier said than done. We say this every time, but we fucking mean it and we yeah. know you're doing it. Mention us places, tell your friends, put us on nuffies of Australian politics. Come on, that's a massive group. Give us give us some credit. I can't post it. It's embarrassing to do it. Yeah, you but can't if you do did it that, it'd be beautiful. Yeah, and finally, all feedback, tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if it's simply to invite us to wait at the grassy knoll in downtown Dallas for the imminent arrival of any one of a number of dead Kennedys. The temptation to shoot at passing vehicles with their tops down just might become too much. My trigger finger is itching. <laughs> but if I give in to my urges, I think I can make Joel the patsy. It's worth a shot. Thanks, listeners. Now, I'm going to give you, you next this. Time. All of the lovely patrons have not been put into our script this week. But I tell you what, we'll give you shout-outs next week. We love you still. Don't worry. This is a momentary lapse of love. We will speak to you uh, later. Thanks, guys. See you later. A serious error of judgment. <laughs> a Tim Smith esque Tim Smithian. My fuck up. Uh, My fuck up. Uh, My fuck up. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it next time. See you, listeners. I'm going to go and drive into a fence just to distract you all. See you later, listeners. Bye.